gotta go fast! You're listening to Play for Tempo. Hearthstone in 30 minutes or less with Schwal and Steven Sensei. Oh, this is gonna be fun! Okay, so we're back after a week off. Schwal, you've returned. Let's start off with the kind of bread and butter of our podcast, which <laughs> is Hearthstone. <laughs> so, Hearthstone, what did you do in Hearthstone last week, Schwal? Uh, almost nothing. Uh, I, I spent the I spent the week that anomalies were at 100%, uh, instead going to MagicCon and doing that. Uh, and I played zero Hearthstone. Uh, since I've been back, I... I played a little bit. I managed to stay in top 100. Um, but, boy, I, I have played... I have played five games where anomalies mattered. I technically played six games with anomalies. Uh, one of them was the both decks are golden, so it didn't matter. Uh, the five of them where it mattered, I won four of them, and I still completely hate them. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I agree. Well, the all decks are golden doesn't matter. I, I kind of love it because it's fun. It lets people play with a bunch of golden cards. It maybe it entices that whaleness to maybe upgrade some cards to golden. And for the true whales, so for the blister guys out there, it's annoying to them because no one knows that their deck was already golden. So they don't really get to flex. <laughs> I think it was Squelch That's- that they said the, that anomaly should make all golden decks into all non-golden. <laughs> Which, oh, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> um, so you did play with some. What do you remember the ones that you, the anomalies that you did play with, that uh, had an influence on the game? Uh, I t- played two games with the um upgraded hero powers one. Uh, one against a uh, disco lock where I destroyed them because I had a great hero power and theirs didn't matter, uh, and won against a uh, 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 a warrior, which I barely won because they had the upgraded hero power. They run a card in their deck to upgrade <laughs> from the, turn one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but my, I, I drew a lot of very early jade cards, and that is how I barely got there. Yeah, so... You missed, because you didn't play early on, you missed the two absolute worst anomalies that were choose a new random basic hero power. Yeah, that would have been real which, bad. Yeah, that was bad because it just obliterated anything. It's like I was playing some of the kind of armor warrior, and it was like, great, so I no longer have my hero powder that power that actually matters to my deck. Yeah. Um. So that was annoying. And then the other one was anytime you play a card, shuffle a copy into your deck. That would have actually made my deck much better. But <laughs> it, it, it's great if you're playing a lot of low cost cards. The problem is, is like you you play that one drop, you play a two drop, and then you keep drawing that same one and two drop over and over again. And you keep adding more and more into it. It it was miserable. Those got removed pretty quickly i want to say within the first couple days yeah see so i played against the one where you start on two mana that one didn't actually impact the game significantly can't remember what the others were and that's kind of what i think about it i think about what's there now and it it feels like the anomalies just take a regular game and make it kind of a little tavern brawly but it doesn't really matter 
Yeah, the hero powers ones did actually matter, but the other ones have not really. Yeah, I'm just I'm. Oh yeah, the I got there was a game against a disco where uh, we got the um, can only draw cards you can play anomaly. It's like cool. Both our decks have like curves that stop at four. This doesn't do anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. I'm glad that now the rate of them is vastly reduced, and I don't think anyone except complete degenerates are running the card that has the increased chance of bringing anomalies. So that's good. I'm glad the team tried something that they wanted to be fun. Um, I'm sad for them that it's kind of a failure. I'm happy for us that it is a failure, and hopefully it will go away soon. Yeah, uh... The, the 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 hover over thing which by the way there is a button in the ui that explains anomalies and boy i just want there to be a toggle that says turn these off please <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, um but anyways uh but yeah that thing says they're around for more than a month so have fun yeah the thing is they're at a vastly reduced rate i think they're only going to show up in like a quarter of games if yeah. that I've noticed that it's a lot lower and usually when I have seen it the pop-up comes up I see that there's an anomaly I go oh great what is going to annoy me this game and then I see what it is and I go oh this doesn't matter and then I play my game yeah that that is to a great degree sort of, sort of my problem with them is that like if they matter, they don't feel good. And if they don't matter, why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, it, it was an experiment. The devs wanted to do something fun. And hey, that's great. And I'm sure for the vast majority of players, which it, for sure anyone listening to our podcast, for sure anyone listening to most podcasts, we are not in that vast majority. We are the highly engaged competitive mind focused we follow the news we follow the game we play the game the average person that plays the game is not us and for them maybe it's fun but we don't know because they're not engaged with the community yeah it's always kind of hard to judge that the the only real like Blizzard knows how well this worked because they have the engagement numbers for those people, but nobody else does. <laughs> yeah, and Blizzard will never publish those numbers. Oh, God, so, no. yeah. Um, so, you know, may maybe it, it was great for the health of the game in general for those of us that play this as kind of our main game or are highly connected to the game and the community. It's it's kind of ended up a meh, whatever. Yeah. Bring the next thing, please. Speaking of the next thing, we had a bunch of buffs and a bunch of nerfs that happened. Yeah. Um, I've played a little bit. I don't know really how much these are impactful, and I I need to probably go in and search for refund and see what all I'm going to dust and get some dust into that pile that i'm hoarding um i i think the only thing that stands out is the fact that they buffed Tyrion to make him an 8-8 they buffed a card from like 
10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and it feels fair, like it's no big deal. <laughs> I have played against several paladins, and not one of them played Tyrion. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I played like, I don't know, six or seven games since the patch, and uh, my, my impression is that Rogue seems a little bit worse, uh, and uh, Disco seems much worse. Uh, and uh, I only saw a few warriors, but they seem fine. Uh, but the th- paladin is the th- new hotness. There's there's like an aggro buffy paladin that's like plays blessing of kings, and uh, yeah, that that can just kill you. I think I'm O2 against it, and I got utterly destroyed both games. So, are are you you're playing this in twist? Twist feels, the more I think about it, the more I play it, and maybe it's because of how degenerate Warlock was, and then kind of everything else that's gone on, it feels like it's a very fast format. I mean, there there is control that is trying to outlive and outlast some of that aggro, but it it feels it feels faster to me for some reason. I had not noticed that, but could be. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've been playing against like nonstop discard warlocks that are just like, let me drop these things and discard these things. And now you're dead. And oh, yeah. And now the, um, I guess pallet. Uh, like, obviously, the location nerf was big for disco, but the. The not gaining two health every discard on uh, Tiny Knight of Evil is that that is real. It, did they just did they just return Tiny Knight of Evil back to its pre-buff state? Uh no, now it gets plus two plus one per discard. Okay. Yeah. Why why they thought that Tiny Knight of Evil being buffed up to 2-2 and then giving that location was a completely healthy and normal thing. I don't know. Um, the, there were also were a bunch quite of buffs. A combination. Yeah. There were also a bunch of buffs and nerfs that hit wild and standard. Gadgets and Auctioneer is now banned in standard and nerfed in wild. Um, good, I guess. I don't know. I mean, Gadgets and turns were fun and challenging if you were playing on it and frustrating and annoying if you were playing against it. Yeah. I don't I don't know how much of a big deal that really is, but I also haven't played Wild in a couple months because I just haven't been engaged in that format. Um, uh, from- when I first came back, I played like four games of Wild and two of them were against the uh, Druid deck that was playing that Gadgets and, and Tony. And uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. I'm glad. Oh, the, <laughs> glad for wild the, players. <laughs> the druid draw my entire deck and kill you on turn four, druid. Yeah, 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 yeah that one. <laughs> um, so I I hope maybe the wild players and the wild community are happy about these changes, and it, it it changes some things and makes that format a little bit better for them. But I think wild inherently at this point is just a broken format and you deal with what it is. 
this from what I have seen, people are like, yeah, we're okay with these changes, you know. The it's still wild, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. New twist season has started for me because it is the first here today. I played one game very early this morning while I was on the train to go across town to go to a park and get a run in and, uh, I lost and that was fun and I'm hoping to play later today. Uh, that said it was two warriors facing each other and there were no changes in either list from what I could see. Yeah, as far as I know, the Warrior decks have not changed a single card. (laughs) The only thing I've seen differently in Warrior decks is I have seen um, some people are running the card that's like a 4-4 with Rush that gains armor whenever it takes damage or whenever it attacks or something like that. Um, I think it's when it does damage, you gain armor. Yeah. and that is an interesting card because one, you have rush so you can be removing things, but then even if the opponent trades into it, it's still doing damage and you're still gaining armor. Um, so that that's something that I might look into adding in, but who knows? We'll, we'll see where things shake out for the twist season. Um, if, if this card had not been the squelch, um, riddle of the week like a couple weeks ago i would have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) and i don't remember what the riddle of the week answer was so i'm assuming it was elven archer i mean it always is of course um so yeah that's where hearthstone is we're starting a new season we're starting a new month we'll see how things shake out we'll see if any of these changes change things or not but uh, let's get to get to the, the meat and potatoes now that we're done with the bread and butter. Uh, you went to MagicCon in Vegas. Yes, I did. I have questions. Ask away. <laughs> okay, one, did you meet Brian Kibler? I did not. Uh, <laughs> okay, because I, 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 you are not on Twitter slash X slash whatever that dumpster fire is. So I was following MagicCon a little bit through that. So you did not meet Brian Kibler. Okay. Fail no, one. I did not did even meet see Firebat? Brian Kibler. Did you meet Firebat? I also did not see Firebat. <laughs> Kibler and Firebat took a really horrendous selfie together at Magic. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you meet the world's best Hearthstone streamer, Voxy? Uh, no. I I very briefly saw her, like, but she was, like, at a booth with a huge line and, you know, waiting to talk to her. And this was, like, I had, like, you know, half an hour between rounds, so I did not have time to wait in the line. Uh, I, I had made up Weasel Tunnelers by printing out copies of Weasel Tunneler and gluing them to magic cards and then um, cutting them out. Uh, I I distributed them to people who might run into her. Uh, or and uh, My opening phrase being, are you interested in trolling Voxy? <laughs> <laughs> I would have handed them out to people that were in line when you knew that you weren't going to be in line. <laughs> I should have done that and it didn't occur to me. Uh, oh. But yeah, so that, you know, I saw... 
like I saw her very briefly then, but you know, I couldn't stop to get them signed. Uh, and then I did not see her the rest of the weekend. So alas. Yeah. I think I saw her post a tweet or something that her line ended up being like three hours long. And she even stayed like an extra hour to do meet and greet with people. And it was a great experience. So like, that's great. I'm, I'm happy for her. I'm sad that you weren't able to troll her. Same. Um, Though lots of people so at MagicCon got weasel tunnelers, so <laughs> that's great. So you you didn't meet Kibler, you didn't meet Firebat, you didn't meet Voxy. What about did you meet Doc McButt? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, I, so here you you met someone. Um, so tell us about your meeting with Doc McButt. Uh well, it's fairly brief. Uh basically, you know. As I'm staying in my hotel like Thursday, I get a Discord message from him going, oh, hey, I was listening to um, some whichever podcast I mentioned this on and just heard you were going to be at Magic Fest. And I, I'm going to be there, too, and we'll love to meet up. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be great. And we ended up meeting up. I think it was on the Saturday. Um, I had or it might have been the Sunday. I can't remember now The I didn't have. I wasn't doing anything. I was like, all right, where are you? I can come, you know, wander over and find you. He's like, all right, I'm doing a Commander Masters draft. I'm at table, whatever. So I walked over and we briefly said hi and I gave him a uh, weasel tunneler. (laughs) Nice. So how many days was MagicCon? Uh, Three. It was uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, so what did you do on Friday? On Friday, I mostly uh, played in the main event, which was, so, uh, MagicCon, there is, Worlds was happening, which was like 100 or 200 people, and that was upstairs. It was it was funny, because whenever we would walk upstairs, we would go, why does it smell like smoke? And then we would walk by the uh, world stage, and the fog machine would be going, and be like, oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, there was that going. There was a 100k limited open, which is what I played in, which was uh, day one sealed, day two drafts. Um, I Okay, so I'm, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. What is sealed? Uh, sealed is you get six packs, uh, and then you build a 40-card deck with the cards in those packs and basic lands. And how many cards are in a pack? Uh, 15. Okay. So then you you build that now ba- basic lands is that in addition to what's in your packs? Yes, or is yeah, that you just can use the any lands that you pull out of those packs. Okay. All right. So you did sealed first and then the other one was draft. And what is draft? Uh draft is uh eight people sit around a table, everybody opens a pack, takes one card, passes it to the person on their left, picks up the next pack, takes one card and so on and then the second pack goes right, third pack goes left again. Um, so you end up with 45 cards and you again build a 40 card deck and put in basic lands. Um, okay. So, yeah, day one, uh, it was kind of interesting. My So when you're doing this at competitive rules enforcement, which we were, um, what happens is uh, you open the car, you open the packs that are for the person across from you and you write down every, like, you mark down on a sheet every single card that got opened, which takes you, like, 25 minutes. 
uh, and then you pass okay. it to them, and they pass it to you, and then you build a deck out of the pool. Um, it, it turned out the person sitting across from me uh, was very new and, like, had to double-check how many cards went, or how many uh, cards went in a deck for this format, and, like, didn't have sleeves, and so went to get sleeves. <laughs> and it was like, oh, you're not really prepared for this event, huh? Uh, and then they crushed you. <laughs> oh no, no, we don't. We don't play against those people. The, oh, that's okay. just for deck building. Um, the so yeah, the my first round, I just played against somebody who like did not build a good deck. Like I, I just destroyed them. Or so I should say, my pool was pretty bad. I had like essentially no bomb rares. I the and uh. Essentially, only one of my five colors had more than one two-drop in it. So I was forced to play white if I wanted to, like, have any chance at all. Uh, so okay. I was like, all right, I'll play white, and my red's okay, and I have a pretty good red-white uncommon. So I'll play that. This deck is, like, medium, but it's fine. And, uh, you know, I'll beat up on the people who, you know, are built greedy decks, and hopefully that'll work. So round one... I just beat up on somebody who, like, did not build a very good deck, did not have great cards in their deck, whatever. Round two, I play against somebody who have good cards in their decks but misbuilt it. Um, in particular, so a very important thing in Limited is um, building your deck building your deck such that your mana is good. Building your deck such that you can cast all your spells because you can play multiple colors and... Uh huh. You know, so like in particular, this person, there is like the best card in this set is costs uh, three green mana and three of whatever other type. And they had it in their pool. It's like, okay, great. So your job is to play as much green as possible, preferably only play one other color, uh, and then cast that card a lot and you'll win and you'll be great. And this person did not know this. And they, they played like three basics of a third color that they were splashing for cards that they did not need that did not matter and they should not have been playing and it's like and i won a game because they had their bomb in hand and couldn't cast it for several turns and it's like all right so you know yeah i just get to and i just you know played an aggro deck and beat them okay it's like all right so, so you're so you're two for two yeah two for two and my third round i play against somebody who both had the bombs in their decks and built it correctly, and they utterly destroyed me. <laughs> and I'm okay, like, all right, so yeah, that's a, that's about how this is gonna go. Uh, so is is this a single elimination tournament, or uh, no. is it like rounds of Swiss? Or uh, this is Swiss, but um, so in order to make day two, you have to go. It was eight rounds, so you have to go uh, six and two. Or five zero oh, and three, or better, obviously. Um, okay. The. Uh, so yeah. Essentially, your third loss and you're out, or third loss and a tie and you're out. Um, so okay. I utterly Wait, you lose can that. Tie in magic. Yeah. Uh, fourth round, I again play against somebody who's like, kind of. They're they're not just they're playing like 
a lot of very good black cards, but they're playing blue with it, and their blue is not very good, and it's like, you probably should have been playing a different color in your pool, unless you had got, and it's like, if you're two and one, you're, you know, you're obviously playing well enough that something is working, so yeah, probably shouldn't have been playing blue, so I just, I win that game fairly easily. Uh, next round, I play against somebody who is super slow. Uh, and so it, in Magic, you have a time limit of 50 minutes to play a th- three-game match. Uh, and at the end of 50 minutes, there are five additional turns. And if at the end of five turns, uh, somebody hasn't won, the game is a draw. And so given the scoring okay, system wait. I just explained, a draw is essentially a loss. And uh, Okay, in- hold, hold on. So in your match with each person, it's best two out of three? Correct. So it's not so like the these people that you've beat, you played at least two games against them. Yes. Okay. So it's not just like a like Hearthstone where you sit down, you play one game, and that that decides it because we don't have a tournament mode. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so this person, they he just plays super slowly, and he's like he built a reasonable deck, and he's making reasonable decisions. He's just taking way too long, and I don't know. I. I'm confident enough that I'm playing fast enough that I think we can make it up, but we do not. And so, and then in game three, I have to multiply from seven. So like you draw your opening hand of seven. And if you don't like that, you mulligan, you go to six cards and you don't like that. You go to five cards and in limited, it is really bad to mulligan. You're like, you can mulligan once and still win a game. If you're mulliganing twice, it's going to be very hard. Uh, especially if you don't have card draw, which I did not. When you mulligan in magic do you do you shuffle your entire hand back in and then draw f- yeah so one less card from your starting uh, hand how does how does that work uh you shuffle your hand back in you draw seven cards again and if you decide to keep it you put one on the bottom or two on the bottom if it was a mold of five in game three i have to mold a five so i am like pretty far behind uh and i put i still play it reasonably fast and we go to time and uh there is there is an unwritten thing in Magic, which is that if you go to time and a draw is not good for you or good for either of you, somebody should just concede. Uh, but this person played super slow and annoyed me. And so I was like, you know what? No, this is a loss for you, too. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you do not deserve Petty. this win. <laughs> Petty. I'm here for it. <laughs> Maybe it was petty, but they spent 50 minutes playing slowly against me, and I, I, I did not have any more patience for them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. I feel like if they had been beating me and I hadn't mold the five, maybe I would have been more generous, but I had been mold the five, so I was not. Uh, uh, so that that round is a draw, so I am now 3-1-1. Uh, one and one. Uh, Next round... I play an amazing match against somebody with a pretty good uh, black-white deck. Uh, And it is like lots of removal, lots of back and forth. They have a decent amount of life gain in their deck, so I can never quite beat them. Uh, And in game three in particular is like I got them to one at one point and then like they gain a little life and I'll attack again and get them back down to like two or whatever. And they eventually stabilize and I go for one big all-in move and they had saved a removal spell to prevent the big all-in move from killing them. And so they got there and beat me and I'm like, you know what? 
that's a fine way to be eliminated. You won a great game of magic, you know, well done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I called it after that. So I dropped from the tournament. Sadly, uh, no day two for you. No day two for me. You know. So how long did that take you to go through those rounds? Uh, deck building was about an hour and then it's about an hour per round. So seven hours. So pretty good chunk of your day. Yeah. The, I finished at like five or something. Okay. And then how did you spend the rest of your Friday now that you've, you've yeah. you're out of the tournament? Uh, I, I did not play any side events that no, I, that one is, so I, you know, a bunch of friends also went out, some from Boston, some who used to live in Boston, now live in LA. Uh, and so I went and we played a bit of cube with them, because uh, drafting, but you, you know, it's your cards that you have already created a draft environment for. Uh, also worth noting on day one, I, uh, I wore my coin can see t-shirt, uh, I got a compliment from a judge as I was first, you know, sitting down. Uh, and then also like when I'm like going to get food in the middle of rounds, I like see someone out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, I think that's Tom Locke. And he like sees me and like notices the shirt. And then I'm like standing, like looking around, trying to figure out where to get food. And he comes over and says, hi. And you know, Oh, I love the shirt. And I'm like, are you Tom Locke? And he's like, Oh, I am. Yes. Uh, and I'm like, ah, yes, I'm sure. Hi, you know, Good to nice you first. And I've ran into him like three more times throughout the event. So yeah, that was fun. That's that sounds, sounds like a decent day one. So then what did you do on Saturday? Uh, on Saturday, I played a lot of side events. Uh, they, so the first thing is I wanted to play in these, like um, you sign up in advance, you get this like, card that's like half the event entry for entering and then you get very good prizes uh but my the login system to like sign up for these events just wasn't working for me and i was like you know what i don't want to play in these so much that i want to get this fixed right now i'm just gonna play in the on-demand side events where you, you know you pay 20 bucks you sit at a table once there are eight people at the table they run the event single elimination you know i'm like all right i'll just play those uh, and so, so I play. I'm, I'm picturing this as like they've brought in a bunch of blackjack tables from the casino floor and uh, they have someone there that's like, OK, I'm going to take your money now and you guys can now play your thing. And then like the, the, this is this is my my imagination. I'm hoping that it's closer to that than just like card tables. Uh, it's like. um, I. It's like folding tables with um, with tablecloths on them. The the magic you know works best if you are face to face, and the a regular you know folding table is a, basically the perfect size for magic. So it, it works yeah. out pretty well. Now, now, do did you also carry around a play mat with you as well as your decks? Or oh yeah, yeah. I I always carry yeah decks and play mat dice with me okay so you you joined these pay as you go sit down fill a table play a game kind of side events yeah i 
So uh, going back a couple of weeks, uh, I saw a... So I the, the deck I play in Modern is called Prowess. Uh, and I saw a version of Prowess that went like 3-3 three and three at a random event that was playing all these like cards with ring tempt on them. Don't worry about it. It's from the Lord of the Rings expansion. And I was like, I got to try that at least, you know. And I so I get the cards for that. I play it at two of the like two of the just like random events my LGS was running. And I go 4-0 and 3-1. And I'm like, huh, is this actually good? And so I go to Vegas and I have this with me. And I thankfully also have the cards to switch it back to the original version if it doesn't work. Uh, and I play a bunch and I, you know, I play like four or five of these side events. And I'm like, ah, no, the ring tempt is bad. I should go back to the original version. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I switched back and played a couple more. I never got the 3-0. I got a couple of losses in the finals. Uh, I don't know. Got... Got enough, uh, enough prize tickets that I was basically like, all right, just give me War of the Rings packs. I don't know. I, I don't actually care. Nothing super special in those. But So so you didn't open up the one ring? I did not, no. Even though we, we know that Post Malone already owns it, but yeah. He owns the one of one run ring. There are lots of one rings about it. Yeah, yeah he, he, and you know, I'm glad that because that that was ridiculous. We knew that card was going to be worth literal millions of dollars for a piece of cardboard, which is just insane. But I'm glad that it was not opened by one of these like pack opening syndicates that buys up boxes and is just trying to break packs to find it. That it was like genuinely just like an average person that opened it up, found it, freaked out practically had a heart attack and then post malone was like look i'll buy it from you and it went to someone who actually values and plays the game so like it, it feels like it's it's kind of a warm fuzzy ending to that story definitely yeah the the yeah the in terms of people who could have paid two million dollars for that card there is really no other option for a better place for it to end up yeah um okay so saturday you played a bunch of those events you got some tickets you got some packs you got some cards yeah uh then okay oh then sunday yeah so sunday uh i played a couple more of those side events um this time with the version of my deck that was not terrible uh still did not do great uh then i um I played, uh, what was I doing? Oh yeah, I um, wandered around the vendors a bit, didn't actually end up buying anything. Not that I, there's not really any cards I super need right now. So I, you know, I I was just see what they've got. I don't know, the, they like, it's funny though, the, um, my friends set up, so we were like, there's this sort of like free play area that is outside of the ticketed part of the hall that has these big round tables that are super annoying to play on. And it's like, hmm, we don't really want to play there. <laughs> but and then the like there are a bunch of like event tables that are like used by like the limited open and so on. Um, 
that uh, uh, that are like you know the normals, you know, rectangular tables. Uh, but the, you know, those are like a judge could walk walk by and say we need this table and have to kick us out. So like, so we're not going to set up there. We could just steal a table at the command zone. Would anybody say anything? The answer was no. Nobody would say anything. So that's what we did. <laughs> so we stole a table, band <laughs> zone, and someone put up a sign. One of them put up a sign that said the cube zone. So they were playing cube there was playing some side events, uh, and then like around about one, we like you know we meet up again and we're like, all right. We, we should all try to enter, like, one of these side events so that, like, one of us guarantees get the box and we'll, you know, we'll split when it's just us in the thing. And we go to sign up and they're like, oh, sorry, we're not running those events for Modern anymore. And we're like, oh, oh, well. All right. We'll just, like, go find a spare table and jam some Modern. And we, you know, we're, we're, like, two games into this. And someone wanders up and goes, oh, are you guys playing Modern? Yeah. Oh, I didn't really get to, you know, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, oh, come on. Come jam some Modern with us. And so. You know, we played played some bunch of casual games with them, and they were very friendly. Uh, and then uh, it was like five thirty, and they were kicking everyone out of the hall at six, and they're like, "All right, let's go meet up by the entrance." And we like get to the entrance, and they're like, "There's this um, booth for Magic: The Gathering Online, which is the old client that like is under new management for weird reasons. Don't worry about it." Uh, they're like. They're like, come on in, you know, play our new mode thing that we're doing, which is like, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, they're like, all right, yeah, sure. We, you know, we'll jam this for 10 minutes, you know. So my friends are playing this game and the, you know, it's, you know, they're talking to the various de- developers and then somebody wanders in and they're like, oh, wait, that's Ryan Spain, who's like in charge of this whole project. Oh, huh, weird. Uh, and he like, was the original co-host on Limited Resources, which is the longest-running Magic podcast. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And mind well, I, you, he I, has I, not been a host on that show in 10 years. <laughs> that is how long that sounds, podcast has been running. Yeah. Sounds like, all in all, I mean, it would have been great to win. It would have been great to continue on it. It sounds like it was an enjoyable experience. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was also funny because, you know, every every hour somebody would walk by and you'd be like, hey, isn't that somebody, you know, someone we know? Like, so, like, uh, LSV was playing in the main event. Uh, I actually sat net to, next to Andrea Mangucci during the second round. It was funny because um, my the pairings were on the internet, but they were but the site that runs the pairings were kind of iffy. And in the second round, my phone wasn't updating it. So I had to go and look at the paper pairings to find where to sit down. And like my phone still has the old pairings up and I sit down and Andrea Miguchi looks over at my phone and goes like, I think you're sitting in the wrong place. And I'm like, Oh no, that's, that's last round. So I had to go look at the paper. pairings. she's like, Oh, okay. You're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. So would you do it again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And is it always held in Vegas or does it does it travel around the country, around the world? Um, they they have usually four of these a year. Generally speaking, one of them is in Vegas. The, okay. 
So like this year, there was also Philly, Barcelona, and another one who I'm blanking on. I want to say like Chicago or something. That one was not as... Oh, wait, no, it was Minneapolis was the other one. Okay. Well, but this is the big one. Very, very cool. So you got to go play Magic all week. You got to meet some new friends. You got to meet some old friends. Yep. It sounds like you had a great time having fun playing games, which is what we should all be doing. Yep. Also, shout out to Jason Yee, who I knew from drafting around Boston, uh, who won the main event. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, they are an extremely good magic player. And yeah, it was fun seeing them. They they have so moved to New York, so I don't see them that often anymore. But yeah, it was what was the prizing for that for winning the, the main event? Uh officially I think the first place was like fifteen thousand or something, but uh they said they split with their uh finals opponent. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah, but you would you would not have split with your finals appointment if it was that person that was playing slow against you and ah, uh, well, petty. <laughs> if that was happening at the main table, the judge would have intervened. Uh, I did not feel like calling a judge on them because I thought we would still get through three matches because I was playing very fast, but I was wrong. <laughs> so. So did did it feel like it was in they were intentionally slow playing? Oh no 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 definitely not. Oh okay, it was it was just that they yeah, didn't the, know what they were doing potentially. Yeah no Which, they they hey. they were clearly newer and like not used to like they were tracking life totals with dice which are technically not allowed to do a comp and they obviously didn't know that and so like they they were clearly you know. I, I was writing down the life total, so it wouldn't have been a big deal. But like, yeah, they were, they were the, clearly not not practiced. All these little things that make Hearthstone so much better. I don't have to draw my mana. I just get my mana. I don't <laughs> have to keep track of my life total. It's just right there. I don't have to worry about if someone's playing an illegal card. I like... No one's going to play a card, and I'm going to be like, Judge, I don't think that they're playing that right. Like, I I mean, I'm also a judge. That uh, uh, It's really easy for me to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, I think we've pretty much covered that, and we're approaching 45 minutes, which makes me feel good because after missing last week and then this week, we cram it together. We're still under that 30 <laughs> minutes or less threshold. On yeah, that's average. definitely how that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, if if Blizzlet is making and Squelch is making the, you know, whatever percentage, 70% Hearthstone content they have to make, I say that we can say that we're under 30 minutes or less by on average <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> all right anything else no i think that's it all right well it's been great talking to you everyone thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week see ya wow well played